Court reporters hold one of the most important roles in the justice system. We're entrusted with the official records of the courts, and we also have to run our own businesses, which is not something most of us were prepared for. I'm Bryn Seymour, freelance court reporter and life coach, and I invite you to join the discussion about the problems we face and the solutions we create on the unique journey of a stenographer. Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Court Reporter Podcast. Hello. So the date of this podcast episode to be released is on Resurrection Day. So happy Resurrection Day. You might be wondering why I'm not saying happy Easter, why I'm not calling it Easter. And so I'll answer that question for you. Many Christians, they gather together on what they call Easter and they do egg hunts and they eat chocolate bunnies and eat the eggs together or eat the candy out of the eggs, the colorful eggs, when they're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. But is this custom biblical? Like, I mean, I grew up doing this too. It's, we just never thought about it. And I never really thought like, why are we doing this? Like, is this really how we're supposed to celebrate the resurrection of Christ? So where did the custom of eating eggs on the day of resurrection come from? It's nowhere to be found in the Bible. So there was the resurrection bread, but there were no eggs and bunnies mentioned at all. So that's why the people in the early church, they broke bread together on the day of resurrection. And that's how they celebrated the resurrection day. But I really want to do some digging to see where where does this custom of eggs and bunnies come from? Since it's not from the Bible, it must be from something else. So where did it originate? So when you look up the origin of Easter, for example, I have the encyclopedia, the English word Easter, which parallels from the German word Austern, the origin is uncertain. One view expounded by Saint Bede the Venerable in the 8th century was that it was derived from Eostre or Eostre, the Anglo-Saxon goddess of spring and fertility. Hmm, that sounds questionable. The Anglo-Saxon goddess of spring and fertility. Why would the resurrection day of Christ be called after, be named after an Anglo-Saxon goddess of spring and fertility. That doesn't sound right to me. So Easter, kind of similar to Christmas, and I'm still reading from the encyclopedia. So Easter, Easter, like Christmas, has accumulated a great many traditions, some of which have little to do with the Christian celebration of the resurrection, but derive from folk customs. The use of painted and decorated Easter eggs was first recorded in the 13th century, the custom of associating a rabbit with Easter arose in Protestant areas around in Europe in the 17th century. The use of Easter eggs has its origin from ancient practices and symbols which have nothing to do with Christianity. The book called Goddess Alive, inviting Celtic and Norse goddesses into your life. It says the goddess Eostre is an Anglo-Saxon and Germanic spring goddess. It is obvious from the egg and hair symbols in that the Christians borrowed the name Eostre, Easter, for their seasonal rebirth festival, calling it Easter. Eostre, with her co- connection to hairs and eggs, serves as a springtime goddess of fertility and abundance. Okay, let's look at another book, Illustrated Encyclopedia of Traditional Symbols, Easter Egg, Rabbit, a pre-Christian symbol of rebirth and renewal of life at the beginning of the vernal equinox. A hare, or rabbit, is the emblem of Ostara, the Iestre, Teutonic goddess of spring and dawn, and the probable origin of the term Easter. So all these books show clear evidence that the Easter eggs and bunnies have pagan origins. Then is it right? I mean... I know this is not a faith-based podcast, and the purpose of this podcast is not to talk about religion, 
But I just feel like it's important to know what we're doing and to consciously decide whether we want to do it with the knowledge of where it comes from. Because in Deuteronomy 12.30, God commands not to follow the customs of those who believe in other gods. And Ezekiel 11.9, God punishes those who conform to the standards of the nations. So therefore, it's, in my opinion, not the right way to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Not only that, but the Passover, without celebrating Passover and unleavened bread, celebrating Resurrection Day is, is not, like, there's no point because it's a part of the feasts of God. So if you just celebrate one out of the seven feasts of God and you don't celebrate all seven, then it's meaningless because the whole reason that Christ resurrected is because he was crucified, because he died on the cross. And the reason he died on the cross was to give us his flesh and blood through the Passover bread and wine. So when we celebrate the Passover, we can receive his flesh and blood inside of us, becoming one body, one heart, one mind with God and with each other by partaking in the one loaf, which is Christ. But most churches, they celebrate Easter, but they don't even celebrate the Passover. They don't even receive the flesh and blood of Christ, yet they're celebrating this custom with eggs and bunnies that have nothing to do with the Bible saying that they're commemorating Christ. And I'm such a, I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to my faith because it is so important to me because I know that life in this world is temporary. So I shouldn't focus only on the temporary things, even though temporary things are also important because we have to live in this world right now, but any moment it can be taken away from us. So I choose to focus my, my hopes, my priorities and everything. Number one, just as we make efforts to make sure that we go to the right school and get the best professors and like we care about our futures on this earth. But what about our future for eternity? Shouldn't I make the effort to make sure that I go to the right place and that I follow the right teachings and not just some traditions or some man-made customs that someone came up with? Of course. So that is why I choose to share this with everyone that I care about, my friends, my family, Whoever is willing to listen and whoever is interested, I always share this because if nobody shared it with me, then I would still be confused and just going with the flow of the world. But now I have clear, I have clarity and confidence in what I practice and I understand the reason why I practice what I do, not just blind faith, but faith with understanding and knowing what exactly we're doing and why. So uh, with that being said, the reason I'm talking about this is, of course, because today is Resurrection Day, but also because this episode, it's about our thoughts and how powerful our thoughts are when it comes to accomplishing a goal, receiving a res- like achieving a result that we want to achieve. It is important to be able to control our minds and to direct our brains in the way that we want it to go because if we just let our brains run on default, then they will naturally it will naturally like bring us down and let us not accomplish our goals. There's always going to be obstacles to overcome. So our thoughts are certainly definitely powerful when it comes to accomplishing our goals. But when it comes to discerning between right and wrong, when it comes to like the law, for example, There is a law in this world that governs society. And if we try to interpret it ourselves and then try to argue with the judge about it, you know, that's not going to end up well. And of course, most people who are listening to this podcast actually, you know, are upstanding citizens who do not break the law and who do not go to jail or, you know, get any of those consequences. But I cover the board of parole as a court reporter. I, I cover that and I get to hear the inmates who are in jail, who are incarcerated, I get to hear them come forward and tell their story and talk about why they did what they did and the crimes that they committed and, you know, how they are fighting for their freedom and trying to 
get back to their families and, and be released from jail. So I get to hear their perspective. And a lot of times they thought they were a good person. They didn't realize they were breaking the law. Maybe they interpreted the law differently. Maybe they didn't understand that they were doing something wrong. But they couldn't argue with the judge. And if they tried to argue with the judge, that just made it worse for them and made their sentence longer. So they had to realize that they cannot choose, they cannot just govern their behavior based on their own thoughts, their own feelings, their own interpretation of the law, right? The law exists to govern society and not based on our own opinions or our own standards, but it has to be followed correctly. And so, you know, it's just important to make sure that we get the correct understanding, get the facts, get the evidence, and don't just kind of follow what everyone else is doing, thinking, oh, just because someone that I love, someone that I trust, someone that I think is such a good person that I've known my whole life is doing something doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. Because the Bible says that the whole world will be deceived. And that's what happened for a long period of time during the Dark Ages, 1600 years, where Everyone was just wandering around in the darkness, just doing... That's why so many different churches are established. There's thousands of different denominations of churches that exist, and people are going to different ones, not knowing where to go, not knowing, not having confidence that they're actually following the correct path. Anyway, that's why I do Bible studies, and I invite people to join. I'm actually practicing to become a Bible teacher. So if anybody's interested in doing Bible studies with me, you can email me at brincrspodcast at gmail.com, brincrs. It's not CSR, like certified shorthand reporter. It's brincrs because those are my initials. So brincrspodcast at gmail.com. You can email me there if you're interested in doing a Bible study or just talking more about this. Like if you want to share your opinion, I'm not open to arguing, but if you're genuinely interested in learning more, definitely send me an email. Okay, so getting back into the topic for today, I... Don't know if any of you listened to episode 12, but episode 12 was about a small taste of what it's like to run an agency. In episode 12, I talk about my experience, and I mentioned that it was day two of a deposition that I had the prior day, the previous day. And I said that the previous day, I had also recorded a podcast about that day, and I chose not to release it at that time because I was going to make it into a whole separate episode about thoughts and how, you know, just shifting the way we're thinking can really make a difference in our days and can help us to feel the way we need to feel in order to take the actions we need to take in order to create the results that we want to create in our lives. So here we go. Okay, so this episode was recorded the day that this deposition happened, the night after. I just was kind of venting, kind of similar to episode 12, where I, my emotions were fresh. I was just venting and as if I was on a phone call with a friend, telling them what happened, how my day went. And so forgive me if it sounds like, you know, I'm complaining at any point or anything like that. But it was just a little bit of a vent at some point. And the lesson learned in the beginning is that I was definitely not prepared and I realized the importance of preparing ahead of time, like the night before getting everything ready, packing everything up, doing like a run through of going to my car with my equipment, maybe even bringing everything to the car the night before. So anyway, this was recorded back in November, which is when the job took place. No, it was actually in October when the job job took place. So that is when this was recorded and I waited a long time before actually putting it, turning it into an episode. So here we go. So today was an interesting day, a very rainy and rough day in the beginning. I had a deposition in Augusta. I was trying to be ready to leave and out the door on the road by 7.30 so I could get there 30 minutes before the job starts. The job starts at 9.00. 
it's 8 I need to be there by 8 30 like set up and ready to go by 8 40 so I needed to leave by 7 30 so at about 7 33 I'm like pretty much walking out the door and when I get to my car I realized that I forgot my water bottle and I need my water bottle I need to fill it up and bring it so I run upstairs then I get up to my room and I'm like wait why did I come here so I ended up grabbing my headphones which I also forgot went back to my car remembered that I need my water came back up and then I realized I should probably change my shoes because it's raining well I mean it wasn't raining that hard at that time it was like drizzling but my husband told me that it's going to rain harder so I was like, maybe I should change my shoes. So then I went back to change my shoes and, you know, it was just a lot of back and forth and I kept just forgetting things. Every time I would get to my car, I would remember what I, <laughs> I would remember something that I forgot. I had to drive really fast and it just was like, it just felt all over the place, a little frantic. It wasn't the best start to the day. You know, I like to really go into a job feeling ready, feeling confident. And then even they were like waiting to start. They wanted to start early, so we ended up going on the record at 8.55 because they were all, it felt like they were all kind of staring at me and I was the last person to get ready and it was still 8.55. I mean, the job wasn't scheduled to start till 9. Then the internet at this law firm, it wasn't working. I couldn't connect to the internet and at that moment when everybody was kind of like waiting for me, it didn't feel like the right time to make a big deal out of it or ask them why this isn't working or have someone show me, you know, like what's going on with it. So I didn't end up connecting to the internet, which means that I didn't have access to the portal, which had the caption in it with, you know, the spelling of the witness's name and the spelling of, and just like the names of the case cap, just so I could be a little bit more in the loop. I had glanced at it the night before, but usually I like to have the caption up so that I can refer to it at any moment. I also like to have Google open so that I can search any terms, names, even my hotspot wasn't working so it was just uh wow what a day so anyway today oh my gosh i was just you know with all that chaos going on in my mind i didn't have the right mindset to prepare my mind and coach myself before the deposition to make myself at ease and and to act the way that i want to act to really show up how I want to show up and as a result like the whole feeling um, of the whole day was a little bit off so I was getting so annoyed at the smallest things and annoyance is not beneficial for anyone I would get annoyed at the people around me at the noises they were making at the mumbliness of their voices and like the attorney I just uh, okay so I was getting so upset and so in inside I was just annoyed and irritated which only affects and hurts me and it's because of the way that I'm thinking so he oh man the poor guy he had his voice was so raspy and he sounded like he had laryngitis and um he kept having to clear his throat and his throat clearing was very loud and but his voice was not very loud it was so quiet and it was like i said it was so mumbly and so it was just really hard to hear him and to understand what he was saying on top of the fact that this was a technical witness it was a hydrogeologist and so there were a lot of terms about 
you know, those groundwater system terms about the science and the earth and all that, like inside the earth. And, and there are a lot of terms that I'm just not that familiar with. I do a lot more medical cases, but scientific things, this was is kind of a little bit more rare. And so on top of the fact that it was different terminology, it was a very raspy and mumbly voice. And I just, ugh, every crinkle of paper, every clearing of the throat just everything every little thing was bothering me and giving me anxiety and just like making me irritated and the people around me like if I were to just communicate if they're not speaking up or if I were to just really think like if I'm feeling annoyed about something I need to know why what is causing me to feel annoyed like it is optional I can choose to not feel annoyed and the reason for that is because that annoyance is caused by something that I'm thinking so in my mind what I was trying to figure out like what is it that I'm thinking that is causing me to feel so annoyed and I realized that I was thinking about all the inconveniences like the fact that I didn't have the internet the fact that I didn't feel ready the fact that I didn't want to be there <laughs> I was telling myself I don't want to be here I don't want to work in person I'm angry that I had to drive a an hour this is taking too long this is really boring i can't understand what they're saying so this transcript is feeling like garbage all these thoughts were just in my mind like i did not even realize it it was just swimming around in my mind and that's why i was getting annoyed at every single crinkle of paper and clear of the throat and everything and i you know if i scaled myself back and really think about what I'm thinking about and why I'm thinking these things, I could realize that actually I don't need to be thinking about this in such a negative way because I actually do want to be here. I'm happy that I'm here. I have a job. For a couple months, I think I had one or two jobs a week and those jobs were pretty small and it just, it was so slow and I obviously wasn't making much and at that time I was also spending a lot of money on certain investments that I'm making in myself so I realized like okay I should think about that and how thankful I am that I'm actually working even though I had to drive an hour away but it was so worth it because I'm making a lot of money actually because this job well, it ended up being 227 pages and it was a technical case. What I'm trying to say is that I'm very thankful for the fact that I have a job. That's what I should be thinking about. I shouldn't be thinking about all these little things that are bothering me and all these reasons why I don't want to be here. No, I do want to be here. I'm so happy and thankful for this job because I... If I didn't have this job, I mean, this job actually... Well, it's also continuing until tomorrow. So this is like a two-day job and it's going to pretty much make up for maybe a whole week's worth of not working. So I'm really thankful for this. And so it just goes to show the power of the brain and the power of the mind and how just a slight shift of thoughts, slight shift of the mind can really help to feel better and so I started looking at the attorney with more compassion instead of thinking oh my gosh he's mumbling why can't he speak up what's wrong with him instead of thinking that way I was started to look at him with compassion and think like oh he must be so thirsty his throat must be in pain because he's been talking all day 
he must be having a hard time he must be so tired and then i also like to if i'm ever feeling any kind of negativity towards a person i like to picture them like towards someone that i'm working with just because they're irritating me for whatever reason because and there's really no reason at all it's not like he's he was being mean or anything he was actually a really nice person so whenever i feel annoyed by someone i try to imagine this is really funny but um you, like if you picture moments where people are doing something that you that gives you some kind of compassion or makes you feel bad for them or something like okay for me it's whenever I see someone eating by themselves and especially in, like an elderly person if I see an elderly person eating by themselves I don't know why I mean I'm sure they they're happy to be eating by themselves in some cases but I just that breaks my heart when I see like a cute old elderly person eating by themselves and I'm just like oh I just want to give that person some company i feel so bad for them so so i just pictured the person that's annoying me eating by himself because he was also a little bit i think on the older side but i don't know i feel like that really <laughs> gave me some compassion and like picturing them who i'm attacking with my mind the person who i'm getting annoyed at i picture them like at home with their families and how much they probably do to support their families and how much they love their family i don't know i just picture them like at home with their family with their kids with their dogs with their wives so i really feel like that helped me to have a brighter outlook on the day and on the job and just on everything and to to have the courage and the confidence not the courage I mean well actually I guess it is courage but the confidence to really start to show up as myself and really try to be the person I want to be and uh, communicate with them the way I want to communicate and so by the end of it I asked them because they're continuing into the next day so I asked if they wanted a rough draft because maybe they want to look it over before tomorrow so that they can continue like remind themselves of where they left off so they can continue and just refresh their recollections on anything and so i asked and sure enough the one who's still questioning tomorrow the other attorney he jumped right on that and he wanted the rough draft and he even wanted me to send it to him right then and there he, he asked me like can you actually send it right now and i was like um Okay, I didn't have the internet all day. I didn't get to check any terms. I didn't even define the names of the attorneys. Like, it was still Snoo and Jew. <laughs> so I told him, well, you know, I'm not connected to the internet, so I don't think I can email it to you. Any and then he, right there, he showed me, he, like, got me connected to the internet. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish he did that, like, four, like eight hours ago. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, so he connected me to the internet, but then I told him that, I still needed to go through it a little bit to add the formatting and the disclaimer and that it would just take a, I, you know, I told him I cannot do it right this second. So I did not send it right that minute, but I ended up going out to my car and basically scoping it in my car and going through and since I was connected to the internet and my car was close enough to not lose the connection, I was able to look up all the terms that I needed, get the caption, and just double check everything and make sure there were no untranslates. So yeah, after like an hour of doing that in my car, I sent it to him. So yeah, I just felt really good about that because I've never... I don't want to call it like upsell like that's not what it was in my mind I was just offering because it was a out of courtesy for the fact that he would want to look over it before he continues his questioning the next day but like I know that I think it's Ed Varallo who had some kind of a webinar or some kind of a program that that talks about selling 
rough drafts and I never got to read the article or watch the webinar or whatever it was because it was that kind of thing where you click on it and it says that it doesn't exist anymore but even just reading the title of that about how it's a good idea to sell rough drafts that planted a seed in my mind to want to do that and so I wanted I actually think I reached out to him or tried to reach out to him to find out like where is this webinar I want to learn more <laughs> but naturally it just felt like the right thing to do in other situations where it wasn't continuing into the next day it didn't really feel natural to ask if they wanted a rough draft because in my mind I don't really understand why they would need a rough draft unless they're continuing the next day <laughs> so it doesn't make sense for me to try to sell something that I don't think that someone needs so because I felt like he might need it, that's why I offered it. And I was happy that he accepted my offer. And yeah, right there in the car for about an hour, I stayed and until I sent it to him. And it just felt great to finally get myself together. By the end of the deposition, I was in the right mindset just by coaching myself in my head, talking to myself and figuring out what thoughts were causing me to feel so irritated and so annoyed. And just fixing that and deciding I don't to believe those thoughts because my thoughts aren't absolute. My thoughts are not correct like all the time. It's just my opinion. And that opinion wasn't one that I wanted to believe. It wasn't one that I wanted to have. It was just my annoyance for small inconveniences, which actually aren't inconveniences at all if I look at them in a different way. Thanks for listening to the Court Reporter Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by me, your host, and my husband, Joey, as well as all the other court reporters who have taken the time and effort to provide any kind of valuable content through this podcast. This is completely not-for-profit and will always be. This podcast is a collaborative effort to help all court reporters in our industry. It is not to help benefit just one or two people. The experiences that we hear on this podcast shouldn't only be from one person, but should also be from all other court reporters who are willing 
willing to share. I'm looking to collaborate with you if you're interested. If you're open to sharing any of your experiences, any stories, maybe you have a horror story or something that you've overcome, something that you learned, maybe a funny story, anything that you have that you think would benefit the court reporting community, you can join the Entrepreneurial Court Reporter Podcast Facebook group and send me a message there. Or you can reach out through my website, courtreporterconnection.com. I can't wait to hear from you and to see what we can create together. Bye. Maintaining a podcast takes time and effort, so it really helps me out when I hear positive feedback from you guys. If I don't have any reviews, then I don't know if you're listening or not, or if you even like the content that I'm providing. But if you leave me a review with some feedback on what you like, what you love about it, it gives me not only encouragement to keep going, but also lets me know what exactly you like to hear and what I should be providing more of. So it will help me to constantly improve the content that's being provided through this podcast. So let's work together. 